gentlemen to another episode of What's the Res? My name is Josh Herring. I'm a debate coach and humanities instructor at Thales Academy in Rollsville, North Carolina. Uh, What's the Res? is a debate resolution analysis podcast hosted by myself, uh, Ethan Delves, and Noah Berman does all of our sound engineering. He also writes the beats at the beginning and end of each episode. We love doing this podcast in part because Ethan and I share a love of debate And we want to help other people be good at debate and hopefully be even better than they once were. So one of my favorite things to do as a coach is to keep an eye out for people who already have a knack for debate. One of the things I'm looking for are people who are clear in communication, who sort of already have that bite of uh, they love talking about big ideas and they enjoy discussing things. What's even better, from my point of view at least, is if students already enjoy researching big ideas and or researching important subjects subjects and getting into the nitty-gritty details of those subjects. When I see people who already have that kind of knack, I am trying the hardest I can to persuade them to join the debate team. Now, we do a lot of different kinds of debate on my team. We do uh, Coolidge Debate, Public Forum, Lincoln-Douglas, and this year we're expanding to include World School Format and Congressional Debate. One of the things that is unique to every kind of debate is the need to make arguments. And it's one of the things that I find novice students have one of the hardest times wrapping their minds around. Okay, it's great. I need to make an argument. How? How do I make an argument? And really, there's a lot of different ways, and there's a ton of different acronyms. I'm only going to give you one acronym on this episode and describe one structure. I think it works pretty well. I I have seen my students use this with a lot of success, and it helps them really see the anatomy of an argument. This argument is particularly useful for evidence-based debate, which Public Forum and Lincoln-Douglas are both evidence-based, as is Coolidge. World School, not so much. For World School, it's much more about style, and it's about living examples rather than specific evidence. But if you're doing a kind of debate that is based on evidence, then uh, what I'm about to go over will be really helpful. This is one of our technique episodes. We have a lot of different kinds of episodes. We do uh, resolution analysis. We do expert interviews. And we also, of course, record live debates, real debates by real people. Uh, you can find those on our premium page at whatstheres.podbean.com slash premium for $3 a month or $30 a year. But for this episode, I want to focus on the novice debater who is looking at his first resolution and trying to put a case together. So once you've got your resolution, you want to do some basic research and figure out what are the different areas. Once you've then accomplished that, now's the time. It's time to begin writing your case. How do you do that? Well, uh, I would argue on your affirmative side, you should begin with definitions because uh, you have the burden of definition, but then it comes to your arguments. And if you're doing public forum, you have at most four minutes for a speech. If you're doing Coolidge, you have four minutes. If, you have, if you're doing LD, you have six or seven minutes, but you really want to frame that pretty tightly for, for, uh, for Neg. So you should think of that as like a five-minute speech on Neg so you can turn those last two minutes and begin attacking AF. But really, regardless of your style, you're going to be making these particular arguments. So the acronym I teach my students to use is called Claim, Warrant, Impact, or CWI. These are the three pieces. Now, your claim is essentially your tag, or it's a short 
uh, phrase about your argument. So for example, if uh, if I was prepping the current uh, public forum resolution, which is the European Union should join the Belt and Road Initiative, my tag there might be joining the Belt and Road Initiative will unlock new markets for the European Union to expand into. Okay, I've got a single sentence. Now that's my claim. That's what I want to demonstrate to the judge. If I can get that to the judge, then I'm already in a good position to be looking likely to win the round. Uh, Or at least I'll have stood on my own two feet and made a solid argument. That's my claim. The next piece I need for this claim is a warrant. Now, another word for warrant is evidence. Uh, Evidence isn't quite the totality of warrant, uh, but it's, it's most of it. I need evidence that demonstrates the strength of the claim or the truth of the claim. So one thing I might then appeal to is to look at the European Union is currently in an economic shrink. And if they join the Belt and Road Initiative, they can have, I might, maybe I find a piece of evidence that says by building new ports on the Baltic Sea, uh, the European Union would be able to facilitate trade into uh, Southeast Asia. I don't even know if that geography made sense, uh, but that would be the kind of evidence that I'm looking for. Or perhaps I find some piece of evidence that says, using Belt and Road funding, the European Union could build a transcontinental railway that would let them expand into Russian markets. And suddenly they're trading with the Ukraine, they're trading with the Balkans in a, at a totally new level. Well, my claim was that joining the Belt and Road Initiative would allow for the European Union to expand into new markets. My warrant has demonstrated that. My impact is going to be answering the question, so what? Why does this matter? And so now perhaps now for impact, I need to think as broadly as possible, but I also need to think in a way that I can demonstrate connects to my warrant. We'll talk about those connections in just a moment. So, uh, for example, then, if I've established that uh, through ports and through railways, the European Union is going to have more, going to be able to trade more, I might then look at, well, the obvious impact of additional trade is going to be increased capital flow into the European Union, which is going to lead to an increased quality of life. And so maybe I can particularly focus on some currently impoverished areas of the European Union and be able to argue because the EU is generally on the upswing economically, that's going to lead to greater access to education, greater access to uh, economic movement for the currently impoverished people in Central Europe. And that's going to lead to an overall quality of life increase for these Central Europeans. Now, what I've just done is I've laid out a claim I've laid out evidence that supports my claim, and I've explained to my audience why all of this matters. Now, there's a couple of, there's one other piece to this, and the piece that I haven't talked about yet is called a link. The link is the connection between your claim and your warrant. Now, in many cases, the link is going to be obvious, or it's going to be inherent, we might say, where, as in the example I just gave, I have an obvious connection between the claim that the EU is going to expand to new markets, and my warrant, which says, well, because they've gotten the funding from the Belt and Road Initiative, they can then build these infrastructure pieces that allow for additional trading. Well, sometimes it's not quite as apparent, and you need to specifically explain, here's why this evidence is connected to this claim. Now, the, the more, the tighter the link is, the stronger the overall argument, and the harder it is to disconnect it. Now, you also have a link going between your warrant and your impact, where your warrant needs to actually lead to the impact. And the link is where I specifically explain 
because the EU has moved into all these markets, that's going to result in additional uh, economic or additional funds flowing into these impoverished regions, and that's going to allow people to have more jobs and have more social uh, welfare and have additional aid provided to them that's going to lead to greater quality of life. Now, what sometimes happens is that people forget to specify the link or they assume that it's clear when, when you hear the argument, you realize, I don't really see how that's clear. Or they have a really, they don't, they have evidence, but they don't provide a citation or their citation is ludicrous. In which, when those sorts of moments happen in a debate, you have the opportunity to de-link their argument. Where through a good question or through rebuttal, you can tell the judge, look, judge, the affirmative side may have made a great claim, but they have no evidence for their claim, in which case you have just explained that you have delinked their whole argument. Their impacts don't work without the evidence. Or, so to give a uh, example, this morning I was helping uh, my team cut a card for uh, this for the public forum resolution, and uh, my initial the first source that I found was from Infowars.com, which is uh, that's uh, Alex Jones's website. I double checked with one of my students, like, yeah, this is Alex Jones, right? This is that guy that sometimes you like watching his YouTube videos. I'm like, oh yeah, not credible. Says crazy stuff all the time. Well, so what do I need to do? I need to go to businessinsider.com, a much more reputable source to cite my information. It's very similar data, but I want to cite the reputable source. If I was going up against you in a round and I ran a source with Alex Jones's Infowars.com as my source, you are well within your rights to say, uh, Judge, he just cited a very disreputable source. We cannot trust the warrant on that round because it came from a, uh, a YouTube journalist celebrity who is known to provide inaccurate information. When you do that, you have delinked my argument and now suddenly my argument has all fallen apart. So... Noting the argument structure lets you do a couple things. It lets you quickly create your own arguments and check for the strength of the arguments. Does your claim fit with your warrant? Does your warrant lead to the impact? Does it follow one, two, and three in a strong line? Uh, it also lets you be able to analyze your opponent's arguments and see where they are weak. Now, there's one other piece that I want to make sure to explain on this, and that's that each argument should tie back to the resolution. Uh, so this is an additional kind of link where your argument, your whole claim warrant impact structure must support the whole resolution. Now this, this is rarer, I think, but there are cases where people will make an argument that is an interesting argument in and of itself. So perhaps uh, now we're still on that same resolution and someone runs an argument that is all about... Uh, feminism triumphing in the French re in the in the French uh, election coming up and instead of Le Pen uh, winning the election it's going to be the French feminist party I, I don't really know if that's a thing that's just an example I'm concocting well that might be an interesting argument in and of itself but it has nothing to do with whether or not Europe should join the Belt and Road Initiative unless the presenter of the argument has gone to great lengths to explain why the triumph of the French Feminist Party is going to be the tipping point to joining the BRI. But in reality, if all they say is they lay out an interesting argument about the triumph of French feminism in France, well, your first response should be to point out that that has nothing to do with the resolution. It's not linked to the resolution. So... When you notice the way the arguments work, it makes debate a lot more fun. It also makes you it also helps you speed up the creation of your own arguments and you're able to check those for validity. 
So I hope this helps with writing your cases as you are thinking through the various issues. It also does help once you know your claim, you also know what kind of evidence you need to help support the claim. So this speeds up research time and, uh, and writing of your cases. Well, thank you for joining me for this uh, special extra episode of What's the Res? Uh, we'll be back w- later with, the, uh, uh, with another resolution analysis episode. But for today, we've been focusing on argument, uh, argument analysis with claim, warrant, and impact. And I hope that particularly this applies to novices who are looking to write their next cases. Do let us know how this goes for you. Uh, you can get in touch with us over email at whatstheres at gmail.com or on Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit with the handle at whatstheres underscore. You can also find and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whatstheres. Do, uh, do also check out our premium debate episodes where you can see this in action or you can see where it uh, opens up uh, argument space for rebuttal. You can find those for $3 a month or $30 a year at whatstherez.podbean.com slash premium. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of What's the Res? And until next time, work hard, speak well, and seek the truth. <laughs>